Hi guys, welcome back to the Original Judo Podcast. I am James Austin and today it is my absolute pleasure to welcome uh, a new co-presenter to the show. He is an old Randori partner of mine. Um, I think he likes to think he used to give me a shoeing up and down the mat, but uh, <laughs> I hate to break it to him. <laughs> Never then, not now. Uh, Reese, Reese Calder, welcome to the show. Welcome to the Original Judo Podcast. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, it's been a dream of mine to be part of this, Austin. <laughs> um, you know that anything you're involved with, I like to be involved with. So, yeah, I'm delighted. Delighted to well, be here. Well, finally, you've made it to the big time. I've made it. I've made it. <laughs> um, I'm going to call my mum after this and tell her I've made it. <laughs> So you have appeared on the show before, a couple of weeks ago, with your dad and your brother. Um, yep. When we're recording this, that hasn't come out yet. But by the time this goes on air, people will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, he was. He was already on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that should have been my second performance. It should. Yes, you're one of the legendary Lost episodes from about it's episode gone. four or five. It's somewhere, it's- somewhere in the cloud. It was when I was stuck, still working out how to how to do the recordings. It was a very yeah, exciting really. time for me. It was an exciting um, time for me. <laughs> well, look, mate, thanks so much for coming on, and hopefully we can uh, use this as a, a springboard to get you back on a few few times. Oh, definitely, man. Definitely rekindle the romance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. I, that that's what it was. I do remember you were. Young and uh, very strong, and uh, well, did your best um, to give me a shoe in every every session. Yeah, I, I think maybe once once every few months, I maybe got a good session. Never, I, never. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's been a few times, <laughs> but that's in the past. Looking forward to to this episode and what we've got in store for everyone. So. Today we are looking at the pound for pound number one king of the decade. And we're going to record again in a week's time. We're going to look at the pound for pound number one uh, queen of the decade as well. But this week we're looking at the men and we're basing it off. uh, Hopefully some of you guys will have seen on the Twitter. I ran a series of polls over each of the weight categories uh, to see who everyone felt the best of the decade was. Any surprises for you when the, the names came up? Um, a few surprises that weren't in there, um, but obviously because, like you said, we're doing it off those those finals and stuff like that. So we've got a draft pick each. Are so you are you complaining about my that. vetting process? No, no I'm not. I'm not. I'm just I'm just surprised that um, there's a couple of names that, that that weren't there, and I thought, oh, I don't know, they could have been in there, but that is the beauty of judo, isn't it? Like it is completely. Your own opinion. What's your favourite style of judo? What's your favourite fight? It's all your opinion, so that's the beauty of the sport. But not only that, just um, looking through the names, some some surprising results, I think, um, throughout the board. But there's a couple that were just, they were shooing to win it. So I'm, I'm excited to go through them and excited to look through them all and discuss going forward who we think is going to be the king. So I've uh, we've got 14 names, like two finalists from each weight, and as you said, we're both going to pick a wild card. People yeah. who didn't either make the final or maybe didn't make the cut. Now, my original kind of criteria for the majority of, 
athletes to make the cut for that best of decade in a category was they had to have a world title. Now, there was a handful of fighters who made it where someone had been so dominant, there wasn't enough players to fill the full eight. But the majority, and I think pretty much every single winner who came back had been, yeah, was a world champion. There was no one else. So, no, like you say, that is... It's hard to choose as well. When you've got some of the weights, there is someone who's been so dominant, or other weights are two like two athletes that are just so close. It is hard to like try and see anyone else type thing. But uh, you've done. I'd say you've done pretty good with these choices. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you. So should we run through the the fourteen names who are there and then come to the wild card after that? that sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. So if we start from the bottom at 60 kilos, where our finalists from best of the decade were Takato and Soborov. And at the time, Takato edged it in the vote, the people's vote. Yeah. Did that go along with what you thought, Reese? Um, I think it did. When you take into consideration, like, both the results, they're both pretty close results. They've both got, um, both three times world champions. Um... Obviously, Sobrov has got three Olympic bronzes, so he's got 2012, 2016, but 2008, so doesn't really count as such, but still um, three Olympic bronzes. Masters golds, like, they've just they've both got very, very similar results, but in my opinion is, I don't know, there's just something about Takato, his style of judo and the way he fights, he sort of blends that Japanese style with a European style. So for me, I voted Takato and was, was quite happy with him winning that. Sort of, I was glad it was those two in the final. Don't get me wrong, but I thought Takato was the was the winner for me. So, what about yourself? So, I I voted yeah Takato, but uh, my personal favorite at the moment is the younger Japanese player Nagayama. So, I was a little bit yeah. disappointed to see him do less well. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, like you say this when you've got players like that. Those having Takato and Nagayama in the same pool, like. Head to head wise, they're pretty close. Like, it's pretty, it's an exciting time when you've got players like Mudrinov, Olympic champion, can't even get out of a pool. It's a Galstein as well, and the other was Sobrov. Like, it was, it's mad. But yeah, and I was looking over it as well. So I've, I've went into a little bit of my revision mode and like looking at stuff and who won head to head. Like, the, do you know Takato and Sobrov only actually had one fight? Oh, wow. And uh, and Takato edged it, so kind of played out played out properly for me. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, nah. I agree with you, Nagiyama as well. But it's good because he's still young. It's quite an exciting time for him. So, um, in Japanese terms as well, he's still young. So who knows what could, he could go on to after Tokyo type thing. So moving up to sixty six, uh, two finalists. We had someone who for me pretty much dominated. Uh, the first part of the, the decade in uh, Ebenuma, Japan. Yeah. And then arguably the dominant force at 66 at the moment, or certainly one of them, in uh, Abe. Yeah, again, like you said, Ebenuma is just one of those players that for that first half of 2010 to up to 2015 was just unbelievable. Um, probably would have been disappointed with his games in 2016, but... It's he was he was on fire heading up to that, um, and like you said, arguably Abby has taken over almost a, taken over that. Mariyama is also the 
the one that could have, for me, made the final. So, obviously, Ebenuma was in the same pool as Mariama, but it was always going to be those one of those two in the final, wasn't it? So, <laughs> um, still, again, but some big names that didn't make it. The Korean um, Anne Bo had a, had a great couple of years heading up to Rio. Um, obviously, got Olympic champion again. Fabio's not made the made the final. Um, Lasha Shavda really not made the final. Like it shows you that the consistency for these players is what people are seeing. I think so. Yeah, I think I think some a good final. I think before we move on, uh, we should. Let everybody know this is the first time for the podcast to be out on video as well. So it'll be on the, yeah. the U- YouTube channel. So you get to see uh, my beautiful pixelated face and uh, Reese is in high definition. Like 4K, a... <laughs> ultra HD, cinematic experience. Um, so. 73 kilos. Uh, did we just, did we, wait, wait, did we say who won? 60, 60. Oh, I don't know if we did. 66. So Ebenuma. Ebenuma took it. Um, but for me, one of the things with Ebenuma was, is he's still consistently performing even at the weight category above now, mm-hmm. um, and it, that I think that shows as well. There weren't his, sorry. there weren't many athletes who had been like a feature across the whole decade. Yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, Ebenuma was someone who was there almost at the start, and and yeah, still going. Yeah. So yeah, no, I agree. So, but it's good to see. It's like that old passing of the guard, isn't it? The old guard versus the new, and then right now the old guard's still got it, according to the, <laughs> according to the public. Well, I was surprised to see that he beat uh, Abe to stay with 66 for a minute longer. I was surprised to see he beat Abe because I thought that Abe, fresher in people's minds, would, you know... Um... And he's he's a very exciting fighter, Abe, as well. Like, you don't... He's one... Uh, someone said that... It might be Colin Oates that said that when you interviewed him in the past, he wants to throw for rip on. Yeah, if you watch his fights, he doesn't try and catch people small. He wants to throw for a on, and it's exciting for people to see. So, um, yeah, I get what you're saying as well. That fresh in people's minds, but class sticks, <laughs> class sticks, doesn't it? So, looking at class, look at that smooth transition <laughs> to seventy-three kilos. Uh, yeah. There was there was only ever going to be one winner when uh, oh no, hard to beat and. Uh, I think probably one of the favourites for this, you'd have to say. But the uh, finalist yeah. who joined him was uh, Nakaya, also Japan. Yeah, and looking at the other players that were in 73s, it's uh, like, for me, Pule, like Ono wins all every single time, he wins every single time. Pool B, when Nakaya, Hashimoto, Akimoto and Orijor, they're all very, very consistent players. For me, Akimoto is the best player that's never been to the Olympic Games yet. And it probably, well, he, he won't go type thing. But he, for me, is one of the best players that's never been to that top level. Um, and Hashimoto is not far behind because with the way it's going, Ono's too good for Hashimoto to go to that, um, to go to that Olympic level yet. But, yeah, it was only ever going to be Ono for me. Just... What do we think? You've talked about the Japanese players in that group. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. there you've got one of the first men in the, the 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 groupings that didn't have a world title to his name, but for me is without a Shohei Ono, Orijov probably the best player in the world. Yeah, yeah, I've, I think so as well. Just consistent, 
very, very consistent. He's, well, Olympic silver to Ono, two world silvers to like Ono, and I think maybe one was Hashimo, but those are two unbelievable players that we are very lucky to have fighting right now. But Orijov is one of those players as well that is, he is, he's just always there. Um, he's got eight gold medals at world tour level, so that's gone pre-Grand Slam or Masters. And like, that's a, that's a good collection of medals to have. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yes, I was I was surprised, to be honest, that Orijov didn't come out that pool. I thought Orijov could have picked Nakaya. I think mm-hmm. Nakaya was a surprise for me. But, again, he was double world champion, London silver medalist. Like, hey... It's hard to choose. 73 is probably one of the most... Uh, it's one of the most packed weights, but with a dominant force at the same time. Yeah. So you've got Ono, who is unbelievable and wins most things, but underneath, there are quality players that, if you take Ono aside and put them out, anyone could win type thing. So, yeah, I think I think 73 was a pretty tough one to choose, but Ono had to, had to win all together. It was just who was going to run up, be the runner-up to him, so... <laughs> yeah. Um, moving up to eighty-one kilos. Big we boys, mates. The big boys. It's getting a little bit serious now. It's getting serious. <laughs> yeah. We had the Korean Kim winning it from the Georgian Chikrishvili. Yeah. <laughs> Something the, the like Georgian, that. The Georgian guy. <laughs> the Georgian guy. <laughs> Do you know what? Again, like I said, eighty-ones is one of those weights where. A lot of the players, like any one of them, could have won it. Um, I think in the first pool, Muki was a close call for me. Um, since moving up from 73, he's just he's on fire. Um, obviously, he's got a European gold at 73, but now he's got European gold at 81s and he's got the world gold as well. Could that have been changed if Molly had fought him that day? Who knows? But now that the politics of all that stuff's out, it's that's exciting to see going forward how that goes. Um, the surprise for me was Nagasi. Mm-hmm. I, for me, Nagasi is he's been injured obviously recently, but I think he's one of those players that he's just he's so dangerous and he's so good at what he does. Very good with his Ashiwaza, and I was very surprised where he ended up in his pool and that he never came through. But it's, that's what the public wanted. <laughs> who do you who do you think uh, out of that rivalry at the moment that Muki Malai rivalry who do you think is number one I think for me I'm going to say probably Muki mm-hmm. um, again obviously Malai his, his worlds didn't go to, obviously didn't go to plan because of the whole political situation but I'm pretty sure he fought since then and it wasn't a great out and firm type thing. But Mookie just seems to be it just seems to be there or thereabout um consistently. Yeah. Um the do you know what? Just even speaking about now, like recent now there's a lot more coming through. Like the Belgian boy Cass mm-hmm. as well mm-hmm. is now starting to cause a lot of people problems. Um and you've got a couple of good Japanese players at that weight with Suzaki. Um, and Fujiwara as well, who are both capable of turning up and winning medals. So, uh, yeah, I think. But I think going forward, I think Muki is probably the the better of the two between him and Molai. But 
it's one of those things. Do you know what surprised me the most as well? Do you know Nagasi was Japan's first world champion at eight ones? Is that true? So from when the weights changed, Nagasi was the first one to win it for them. So wow. yeah, um, it's it's quite. And it was like Takato was the first world medalist, world champion from since Nomura had won it. Japan had never had a sixty kilo world champion until Takato won it in Rio. So really, yeah. Did Hiroka never win 60s? Nah, wow. Nah. So, like, nah. it's one of those things that you there's so many, so many good <laughs> players and you forget about them. Oh, look at Stato coming on the show. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying. Listen, Pat Dawson taught me well. <laughs> definitely, definitely worth your, your pay so far. Oh, uh, well, I'm glad, I'm glad. Um, but, yeah, really... no, nah, I was saying... Sorry, on you go, on you go. Moving forward, eh? 90s. <laughs> now, now it's 90 a, kilos. a real weight, Austin, in my eyes. Well, you know, it's still a little bit light. Still no, no <laughs> real strength here. Um, if if you don't know, Reese used to be a, a force on the British scene at 90 kilos. British silver medalist. Um, he'll tell you some rubbish about getting a, a medal in the European Cup. European Somewhere. Open, mate. <laughs> Serbia, Serbia, European Open. Um, yeah. But that British silver medal, um, yeah. it was that was a that was a good day. Yeah, it was a good day. Lost to lost to Max Stewart, who obviously still now is is a great player at nineties. So um, yeah, it's just one of those things. You you always have players that you're going to have close fights with. Although there's other players on the team who are just as strong and I, I managed to throw and stuff like that. Max is a, a judo player for me and the way he fights is that Japanese sort of style of relaxed and then go. So it was kind of, I like to try and fight like that and he likes to try and fight like that. So it was a good match for me. So I do enjoy fighting Max, but um, there's a few other boys in there that cause you problems as well, as you know. Um, of there's always, always a few good British boys, no matter what way you go to. So, yeah, but no, 90s, I, mean, I was excited for 90s. I was very excited did you, for 90s. Did you see anyone else winning it other than Iliadis, who obviously was the, the overall, the eventual winner? Overall, do you know, if you look at it, I think it's, um, Iliadis is a people's champ, isn't it? It's yeah. not even, like, he has got fantastic results, fantastic results, but he's just a people's champ. That personality, that charisma, the way he controls the mat when he's on the mat and the way he controls... You look at his videos in Paris and stuff like that, the way he controls the, the crowd in Paris and they, they love him. So I think that that's there as well. When, is, sorry. So I was going to say, when he was in Scotland, um, did you get on with him? Were you part of the set at that time? I was, I was. I think I was... I was probably like 18 or 19 at the time. Um, he... The day he turned up was just incredible. Just, again... He did things his own way. The way he warmed up, he warmed up him like with his socks on and no kit on, and just did what he wanted to do. Um, he, him and James Miller just wrestling in the middle of the in the middle of the mat while everyone else is doing a normal warm up. <laughs> it was just just a, such a such a character, and then to actually fight him, he, it's like you couldn't do anything against the guy. It's like you were was... doing a different sport. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was on a, completely on another level. Like, yeah. So I've only ever experienced that one 
once or twice with, with someone where I've trained with them and felt like I wasn't actually doing the same sport as them. <laughs> um, so Eliadis is one of them, and there's probably maybe one or one or two other people that maybe do that. But I'll save that because we can talk about that because they're in the next category as well. <laughs> so they're in they're in the big boys wait with you, Austin. But yeah, I think Eliadis was was always going to win it. I was very surprised that Noel never got a vote. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big surprise for me. I was surprised, to be fair, that um, Baker was the other finalist. Yeah. The Spanish boy, Scherzer's Ville, is uh, flying just now. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a couple of good Koreans as well at that weight. Song, Song, my favourite. Yeah. I I knew he was going to be your favourite. I can just tell. Just like... Baker's got that ability just to throw. Like, he looks like he can't throw, and then he just throws... It was the same in the final of the games. He just, it was just the way he was controlling the grips, but it just didn't look like he, he was going to do anything. And all of a sudden, that OH is there. He's, he's won the Olympics. So, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised, but at the same time, I can understand it. I can understand it. So, Very, he's a nice guy as well. Uh, did you train with him in uh, Japan? I trained with I trained with him a little bit, but when we were in Tokai, he would speak to us and come up and have a conversation really? with us. And because obviously he's half American, um, okay. he he spoke to us about he was just so I was there in 2016 just after the games, and he came up and spoke to us about the games and about the medal and stuff. And he he was genuinely very down to earth and very humble. So it was he was a nice guy to speak to. So yeah, nah, I was I was happy to see him in the final. So. We'll see how it progresses. <laughs> Moving on to the big boys. We're uh, yeah, this is a real weight finally, um, yeah. and I was delighted with the finalists. I thought they were the best two in the weight. Um, I think I would have gone the other way. So we're talking about Kapalik and Kaibalayev as the final. Uh, Kapalik mm-hmm. was the eventual winner. Yeah. For me, Kaibalayev had a run of about two years where he was untouchable. He didn't lose a fight between 2010 and 2012. Um, he got Hansokomakid in one fight. But aside from that, he won everything. Europeans, Worlds, Olympics. Untouchable. But then, yeah. Kapalik. Again, it's just that, he's that current force, isn't he? Like, even moving up to overs, he's still, he's still there or thereabout. Olymp- um, world champion now, obviously, at overs and, and stuff like that. But, there are there about. There are there about, yeah. But this, like you said, this is your weight. You know this weight better than anyone. For me, again, this is so the only other two people that I've trained with properly and uh, felt like I was getting a le- like a different sport was Wolf and Hager. Um, oh, really? Obviously, both both from Tokai. Um, it got to a point where Billy, who was there with us, Billy Cusack, just looked at me and went, are you playing tennis or something? <laughs> because these these boys are throwing you all over the place, but yeah, um, for me, I was gutted. Hager's one of my favourite players currently, really? and has been for a long, long time. And uh, I hate to admit this, but and I was also one of my favourite players, and we had the discussion just before the games. I know, I know, <laughs> Why we would had you? the discussion. <laughs> we spoke about it actually just after the games, and I said to you like that was horrible for me because. Heading into that games, Anna was for me the I thought he was unbelievable, one of the best players in the world, and just the way he did judo. And then you unfortunately drew him at that first fight in the games, and I was devastated because I liked you as a friend, <laughs> but <laughs> Anna was my hero at the time, so yeah, 
it was it was one of those things where you're in a sort of catch twenty two, aren't you? I appreciate I do appreciate the sentiment. Um but he and I for me was as you're saying, like someone who I'd been on for Randori with before and felt like I did not deserve to be on the same mat with him. I couldn't get hands on him. I couldn't stand up with him. It was just ridiculous. And then yeah. uh, I've also been on the end of Hagazuchi matter as well. So that's that's quite nice. In, co- in competition? In competition, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I did I my absolute best to ruin and spoil his judo. And it's lasted for about two minutes, kicking him, dragging him, chopping him down. And then he spangled me with one of the most beautiful Uchimatas I've ever been thrown with. And there's been a lot. He, he, has, he has got that as well. He's got a nice Uchimata. A bit, oh. like, uh, a bit like Anui's, with that nice yeah. big sweep right through. So, um, But I guess he's Tokai, isn't he? Um, he's learning from that sort of player. So he's, it, it was good. But yeah, I think, I think like you said, these two were, were destined to be in the final. But I've got a bit of trivia for you, James. Oh, hit me. So, like we t- talked about earlier with the, the uh, head-to-heads, these two had five fights. Ooh. How many do you think? How many do you think each one won? I'm going to say Kapalik won three. You're wrong, mate. Kapalik only won one. Really? Yeah, Kabulev beat him four times. I call him to judo inside, but yeah, yeah Kabulev beat him four times, mate. So... Yeah, I keep that little bit of form is not it's not paid through this time, but it's it's how the how the cookie crumbles. For that two year period, Kaibalayev was a monster. He was untouchable, and he could throw anyone. Like going into the games, he was just the most unbelievable judo player. And it wasn't a surprise you... that uh, Putin turned up on the day to watch the under hundred yeah. kilo because he yeah. swept it. And did you did you get obviously because you were going to the same games? Did you get a chance to practice with him, or did you fight um in any competition before that? Um, we spent some time in uh, in Russia for a little bit uh, about a year before. Right, okay. um, and yeah, again, he gave me one of the worst beatings in such a beautiful kind of such a great judo way. Yeah. Like, Sienagi, Sodi, over and over again. And, okay. um, Not that just... I'm trying to bring back bad men. <laughs> I mean, it's, there was uh... there was quite a lot of names on the list that I'd, I'd been on the end of uh, throws of. <laughs> I, I met. Um, I had a horrible fight with Fonseca. Oh, don't in, even. In Mitchell, a couple of years ago, and like it was one of my last practices. I was done. I didn't want to fight anymore. I didn't want to fight anyone anymore. My motorcycle camp was finished. And uh, Billy's, we're standing next to Fonseca and Billy's just pointed at him, pointed at me and just pointed to the middle of the mat. And then Go was standing, Go was standing next to him as well. And he's just like nodded. And Fonseca just dragged me by the lapel into the middle of the mat and and gave me an absolute shoo-in. So yeah, (laughs) that was good fun. That was good fun. So. Also been on the end of his uh, Maurice Nagy as well. Very nice. Light, Very nice. Lightning. Lightning. Just, yeah. So fast. Such a good judo player. Yeah. Like, a lot gets talked about his power, but he's, he's got good judo as well. Yeah. And, like, it's understandable why people talk about his power, the way he gets under people, and how explosive he can be. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is. And that was 
looking across the ways, that was probably the closest pull that we you, that you had with Kaibuliev winning it, but then Fonseca, Wolf, and Anna all finished on the same vote. So yeah. it was it was pretty pretty close. Could, anyone could have went through, but I'm glad those two ended up in the final. Okay, yeah. so moving on with bored people enough uh, chatting oh, about under hundreds. Under hundreds, yeah. Um, plus hundreds, there could only be one. But there was another finalist. There was yes. another finalist. It wasn't rigged that much. I, nah, well... I, he rigged it, really. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those things where you cannot argue when that result comes through. Like You just look and you go, there's no point even putting the poll up. It's just nice to see who would finish behind them. Yeah. Um, Obviously, we're talking what? about uh, Teddy Rinner. Yeah. And, uh, runner-up was uh, Tushishvili. I've I've got a question about um, obviously Teddy was some force and unfortunately for me it's unfortunate I was really I was quite up, not upset but I was gutted that he lost that fight in Paris how did how did you feel to be fair I think it's probably a good thing for him like as in he's looked like he's been pushed on a number of occasions by Kapalit by Tushishvili. Um, Sasson has pushed him as well. That, the, the boy Kagura gave him a good fight in Canada as well and almost yes. got sealed him. Yeah. Um, um, for most of the guys he's fought, though, he's come back and he's looked so much better the second time out. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, Kagura's come back and had the doing of him. And I think it'll be good. I think Teddy comes back now and it, hopefully it's a realisation for him. Cause... I, think, I think the same. I think it's like a wake-up call. Yeah. But it's it's like it's an unfortunate mark on that legacy. Yeah. In my eyes. So you've got like you've got that side of that and stuff, but I think like you said, it is it would be good to see him do the judo he he can do. Yeah. I think as well. I think there's probably a lot of people like complained about his judo recently because it's it, it doesn't look nice sometimes, but it's just about winning for him now because People have nervous. always complained about his judo, Reese. It's not a new thing. People yeah, have but... always complained about his judo because he's so smart with the grips. He doesn't yeah. do anything risky. He gets a hand on. Look, at me. I'm doing this for the camera now. Two hands yeah. on and he plays it safe. <laughs> Just enough to play it safe. I get, I get that. But I think also he had the ability to throw. Yeah. He had the ability. And it's like we've not seen that recently from him. Like he does throw but he didn't throw as spectacular as he used to. He used to catch with nice switch matters and stuff. And But I think that fear of losing <laughs> doesn't help him. And I think that yeah. probably does have a negative. I think that now that it's gone, hopefully we see a, a massive change from him. But he's also getting... He's not getting old, but he's getting a little bit... He's been on the scene a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went, you, I went to watch... Do you think he time. wins... Sorry, I was, was going to say, do you think he wins Tokyo next year? Yeah, I think he does. I think after that, I think he does. Um, do you, I See, I I'm still, I still think Kapalit pushes him the next time they fight. Um, and obviously, he wants to do another four years to, to go to Paris Olympics. So that's uh, what he's talked about so far. Do you yeah, think he can nah, make it that far? And that would be four Olympic titles. Would that be four? It would be yeah, four Olympic times. If, if he wins Tokyo, yeah, it would. Tokyo well, and Paris. Because yeah. he's got bronze, then, obviously, too. Because it yeah. was at Tangri after they beat him before. Yes. Um, but I don't know. I think I think the fourth one's a push. I think um, that period from losing to Kamikawa in 2010 
to losing to Kagura now, it's it's gonna obviously he's not gonna be able to replicate that, but even to like come close to anything like that again is gonna be a remarkable achievement. But I think that after Tokyo, I feel that that should be his last one. But obviously, you can't tell a you can't tell a fighter that it's up to them. Do you know what I mean? See, um, I I think I it depends who comes through, but I don't think there's anyone there to drop him. I think Kapalik probably re- retires after Tokyo. He'll have done two weight categories. He's a national yeah. hero. I can't yeah. see him carrying on. Um, the Japanese but, generally, I think, are too small physically to fight Teddy. Like the 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 most of the athletes who come through are too small. And I know Kagura beat him. I can't see that happening again. And for me, obviously, Tushishvili is the other one. Yeah, I can't see him troubling Teddy again. For me, like you said, like that. Yeah, Tushishvili. I don't see him troubling him. It's like he learns from the first fight with them. Yeah. So it's like he plays out that first fight and he learns and he's better in the second. But like you said, it was very similar with Karpalik. Very close fight the first time. And then the second time, he just knew what he had to do to control the fight. Um, obviously, Kagura was a different story. But he threw himself. He went for an Uchimata. He thought he had, and he, he got caught with a nice counter. That It was just a bit of timing. But if you look at the two past two people that beat him, it's Kamikawa and Kaguya. They're both they both were shorter left handers. Mm. So is that I, potentially the is that the winning formula? But at the same time, he's just there's been a lot of short left handers that have tried to fight him. Everybody hates a lefty. Everybody hates a lefty. It's why I think Kapalik's yeah. the most yeah, likely because he's a big tall lefty and he's he's almost as big physically as Teddy. Um yeah, I I think the next time he fights Kagura, he doesn't attack. He just penalizes him out. Yeah, you know, and that, it's that it's that fight management. Yeah, and, and that, normally he's so good at developed. that. And yeah. Sorry. Anyway, anyway, we're wanting to keep this short. So that's fourteen. Okay, we're both gonna go a wild card. All right. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> I, I've treated this like a draft for the, an NFL team. And I've written down possibilities. I've worked, If you go for this, I'm going to go here. It's all down to that for me. But I, listen, I had a big list. I had a big <laughs> list that I had to keep narrowing down. I've had to take players like, um, let me see, Hasbertar. He yeah. was in my list for a little while. Uh, Denisov and Papanishvili. Even Mariyama, who was in the draw. But... I've I've narrowed it down. I've got three options just now, and I'm waiting for you to go first. As it is your show, <laughs> I think it's only fair that you take the first first pick. But what I'm going to do just now is I'm going to turn on my television because I'm going to do this draw on my PlayStation. And when you say your name, I'm going to add it into the to the draw. Bringing so out bringing out all the stops for the the bringing guys watching. I'm going to turn it. People you can see the. Where's the tuxedo? And, Where's the tuxedo? I um, thought that's what I requested. Listen, the dry cleaners have been shut, so unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, it's not going to happen this time. Well, so I, I, I'd like to say you made an effort for the show to dress I up. I did. To do I the tried. But the, the other option was bikini, and you've not gone for that either. Nah, the figure's not the same, Austin. The figure <laughs> is not the same, so... 
So I've got all the names of all our fighters in here from our um, previous from our previous finalists and stuff. But we're waiting for the wild cards. That is the main thing. So I'm ready when you are. So I'm going with someone who didn't make the the cut for the the main draw for the the best of the decade. Um, he's okay. got five world medals from this decade, and he's got a world title from just before. Okay, for me, he's someone who's changed judo in that everybody now defends like he does across all the weights, up to about 90 kilos, maybe under 100. Everybody now defends like he does. Okay, I'm yeah. obviously talking about the Ukrainian, George Zantaraya. Oh, yes. The, the man who created impossible judo. The, with the his cat. back flips and his front flips and all sorts. Yeah, <laughs> nah. Do you know what? He's one of the three I had on my list. Um, okay. He's not my top pick, but he is one of the three I had on my list. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad you've chosen him. Oh, now I'm seen... excited. Now I'm. Nah. Who, who else? So who have I missed? I'm, I'm adding him. I'm adding Zantaria first, and then I'll let you know because I like to big my guy up as well. <laughs> now. This, for me, we were talking earlier about Eben Numa, who's, like, went across two weight categories and been consistent. Um, and I think that, like we talked about, 90 kilos is my weight. So it's one of those players that I watched and I focused on. And now he's moved up to under 100s. Consistently around the medals, always around the medals. Not always gold, but around the medals. <laughs> but um, I'm going for Lipitiliani, um, who I think... Look, like I said, looking at his stuff, I'm, I'm only looking this up so I can actually learn how to spell his name properly. Um, but <laughs> Olympic, sil Olympic silver, three, um, three world silvers, three European golds, five silvers of the Europeans. Like, yeah, it's just such a collection of medals that I think he had to be part. And that's why I was, I was surprised not to see him in the 90 kilo category. But like you said, the world championship sort of criteria he's not got that because he has the free silvers. Well, th there was a lot of athletes who were left out the original uh, list because they didn't have world titles. And 90 kilos is one of those weights where there were so many people who've won a world title. There was no one out and out much more dominant than anyone else. Yeah. You could argue that Lipitalani should have been in there because he's got four world finals, four world final appearances. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's, there were eight other men with uh, global well, titles, well, man, world <laughs> yeah. titles, and Olympic titles. Like, is yeah, it's not, it's it's just the consistency for me. Um, again, and he's got one of those personalities. I've like, seen him, yeah. seeing him at Mercer, He just he just seems like a very very genuine guy, and he seems people get on with him. I think he's sort of he's the Georgian Iliadis. Iliadis is Georgian originally, <laughs> but. He's like Georgia's actual Iliadis now. Um, so, yeah, I've gone for Lippertiliani. So that is him and Zantaraya in our tournament draw. Excellent. So You're going to do the random draw for us? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and turn this so we can see it. Um, sorry, I'll go sideways again. So we've got, here's all our players in this little bit here. <laughs> and I'm going to hit this draw button once I get it. Oh, no. This is very go. exciting. I'm excited. Here we go. So, pool number one, we have 
Baker, Soboroff, Eliadis, and Reiner. Ooh. Oh, Eliadis and Reiner in the same pool. Yes. Oh, nice. Pool two, we've got Karpalik, Kim, Nakia, Nakaya, sorry, and Tushishvili. Okay. And then two seconds, we'll just scroll down a little bit. Pool three, we've got Lipitiliani. Abby, Ebenuma, and Takato. Oh, Abby and Ebi. That oh, that is the pool of death for the Japanese fighters there. Pool. And then in our last pool, we have Ono, uh, Trikishvili, Kaibuliev, and Zantaraya. So that's quite exciting. That is unbelievable. Which uh, which is the pool of death for you? Oh, good. Pool three. Pool three. How has my man ended up in that pool? <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, a, that is that is a nasty pool to get. And a rematch with Abby and Ebenuma. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see which way that goes this time. Abby, Ebenuma, Takato and Lippy. So yeah, no, I think that's I think that's exciting. I feel sorry for, again, I feel sorry for Zantaraya. Your pick in with Ono. What? You know, I think, again, Zantarai is one of those athletes who's got the character that he's going to pick up votes because people like him. People like him. People <laughs> yeah. like him. And he's exciting to watch. But Eliades versus Reiner. I know. Just, I just read that again and seen it. And <laughs> Who'd you go for? No, don't tell us. Don't tell us. I'm going to have to wait. I'm going to have to wait. I'm going to have to wait up. Gonna be writing my stats and everything to find out here. I'm. Do you know what I'm gonna watch? There is a fantastic video, and I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's at the Kodakan. I'm. I think of Eliadis and Reiner practicing together. Vendor, yes. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I, it's, I think that's a, a pretty good draw. I think, I think it's. If, do you know what? I think every group is interesting. Um. Yeah, every group's a little bit interesting. How are we going to do it? We're going to get the podcast out on the Friday or the Saturday, and we will open the uh, voting for the pools from Monday to the Wednesday. Okay. Right, okay. Um, winner of the pools will go through to a semi-final, which will be the Thursday, and yeah. on the Friday, as yet undetermined which Friday, maybe the same week, we will get the. Uh, the men's winner, the final. That's exciting. It's exciting. Do you know what? And then Be- we- before, before I saw the draw, well, we- I, I had a couple of favourites, but now I see the draw, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was the same. I was the same. I, do you know what? It's good to see Ono and Reiner completely opposite sides of the draw. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to see that. But there could be upsets. There could be some upsets in here. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Reese, uh, we'll uh, we'll let this go for a week, and then I'll get you back on to uh, talk through the aftermath and introduce the women's. Yeah, yes, to find out our pound for pound queen. That's the one. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited, Austin. Very <laughs> excited. Hey, I'm now just I just keep looking over the draw and trying to work <laughs> out who I'm going to vote. Mate. Absolute pleasure oh. having you on, buddy. Um, we'll no, thank again. you very much. Hopefully, yeah, we'll definitely get we'll catch up and 
hopefully make this a bit more regular. It's no, good I'd to love see. That. It's good to see an old face and. Like I was saying, not the not while you're strangling me this time. The amount of times I've had to sign a picture of our faces with me getting rolling strangled. Thanks to Mr. Richard Golden for that I, picture. I give out the one where you're kissing me. I just give it out to people <laughs> on the street. Do you know what I used to have as my background for a good while? There was so we for people who don't know, me and Austin, like uh, James said, we used to train together a little bit. And after every session, James would ask me to do a few um, extra Tom and Aggies after Sam Ingram had battered me for two hours. And there was a day that Richard Golden, who's uh, he's got a fantastic book full of photos from players from all over the country, was fil- was taking pictures of us. And there's my best ones are the ones of me and James, where there's one where we're kissing, unfortunately. <laughs> Not meant, but... It's one of those things where he's dragging my head and my face is just pressed against his face. But there's also two other very good ones where you're foot sweeping me. Yeah, I love the foot sweep. And very... have, you see, have, you, have you seen the one where you're doing like a Marotti seal and you've got me like straight armed up? I'll, oh, no. I'll, I'll send it to you, right? There's one of you where you've like turned in for a Marotti, but instead of just doing a normal Marotti, you've tried to push me as high as you can in the air. <laughs> so you get a nice photo and then just whacked me with it after. So, yeah, I'll have to send those through to you. Is it in the book? I'll check. I'll check. Uh, no, no. Okay. The, I think the only one of us in the book is uh, The Strangle. But I'll send you the one I'm talking about. Oh, please. And we can post it, we can post it somewhere so the guys can see. I'd but, love yes, that. Yes, it, um, it, was, it was a pleasant day for me. <laughs> it was Every day was a pleasant day for me, just being on the mat with you. Well, well, I'm glad you said that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, thanks for listening. If you are one of the lucky few to have checked it out on YouTube, uh, well done. If you haven't, obviously, it's going to be Original Judo Pods. So, search for us on YouTube. If you have enjoyed the show so much and want to go back and, and uh, see what we look like, um, put a face yeah. to the voice. Exactly. Reese, I mean, it's yeah. unfortunate this one. I've had uh, my wife has given me a clipper haircut today, so I don't know. I'm not risking it. I'm not risking it. I'm getting to an age now where if I start cutting my hair, it might not go back. So <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping it, we're keeping it for as long as we can. I could I end up coming you. out of this quarantine like uh, Tarzan, but it's 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 staying, it's staying. So. Well, that's what the guys can look forward to is if uh, we get this on video again, uh, we can Watching see the progression. Of your hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll model it next time. Awesome. Reese, thanks so much, mate. Catch no you worries, soon. mate. Thanks for having me. See you soon.